When Halloween is knocking at your door, you know that you are standing on the threshold of saying goodbye to the month of October. Don't go, October. Don't go. Don't leave me. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Terry Summers Podcast. (laughs) Yes, I'm heartbroken that we are just a stone's throw away from the end of the month of October. Yeah, we'll talk about Halloween in just a minute, but let me just talk about October. October is my very favorite month of the year, and I don't think that I've ever said that out loud. Uh, Well, not in a public kind of way. Um, My dad was born in October, and my brother was born in October. Fall kind of has some steam underneath it by October. Uh, My first wedding that I had with my first husband was in October. I have friends whose birthdays, dear close friends whose birthdays are in October. But there is just something about the month of October that I absolutely love. And I have stayed in the moment as much as I could this October, not wanting it to get away from me. And um, I'm into pumpkins. I have a handful of pumpkins here, there, and everywhere uh, outside and in the home. I have some um, fall-esque lights I chose, uh, so we have lights, cafe lights, whatever they call them, strung on our patio pretty much year-round. Not pretty much, year-round. And I uh, started changing the bulbs out in them and being a little themey. I know, super corny, right? But I love to see lights on the patio. And actually, I love just a white bulb. I love that that kind of, uh, or clear, you know, I, I love that almost nothing can really compete with that, but I wanted something a little Halloween and I got these, but I'm not, not too kitschy catchy, right? Um, I got these green, um, bulbs that are kind of square on the bottom. I don't know why they have, they're, they're at sort of a cylinder, shape that are cut off kind of like the top of a Frankenstein head but it has nothing to to do with that but it does make me think of that when I see them and they're that really vivid Halloween not glow in the dark but close green and um orange and then a black but it has a cast of purple in it um that you can see the filament and then where that is it looks like a deep grape color Anyway, they're on my patio as well. And then years ago, a couple, two, three, or four now, they're still hanging in there. I took a paper sack uh, 
um, like, you know, from Trader Joe's or what have you. And I cut out varying shapes of leaves, just sort of freehand. I, it's like if I have to draw stuff out or get a little too, a little too anal over it, I probably wouldn't do it. But um, I made an extra long stem. And then when I cut them out, um, I folded that stem over a piece of twine, heavy duty twine, not little, and it and created a garland and glued the two pieces together so that it enclosed around the twine. And so those are strung um, out in various places on my patio. But I'm not trying to teach a craft lesson right now. What I'm trying to say is, folks, is that I really love the month of October and I love um, the way that it makes me feel, and I have feelings are important, but they're also, you know, they can be fickle. They can come up and go away and do all sorts of things really with not a ton of reason behind it. But I think I've shared a lot of reason, um, behind the month of October. I just hate to see it go. And I also love Halloween. I, um, I don't have as much impetus to dress up and do all of that. I happen to live in a neighborhood that's um, very quiet at Halloween, like no nary a trick or treater. And that obviously with the pandemic, you know, that um, sure shot Halloween in the foot, right? But uh um, I, my brother's kids, I was very involved in like doing their makeup and getting them ready. And then just rewinding back to the charm and the feelings that came with Halloween. My family, um, belonged to a little church, uh, attended a little church, a, a Southern Baptist church, actually, which is kind of weird because no offense if you're Southern Baptist and listening, but sometimes Southern Baptists can also shoot themselves in their funny foot. Like they don't fun foot. Uh, <clears throat> at least, at least some of my experiences. So please don't be mad at me and don't send me emails. But we happened to go to a, a church that you know, was super fun. Everybody uh, knew each other and, well, of course, you know, I mean, it was a small church, but we're very involved and very creative. I'm sorry, I'm going to take a sip of something. <laughs> but um, my mom and dad were very involved with the, um, what they used to call them back in the day, the youth. Now I think it's student ministries or whatever, but um, they would throw parties the church had a baseball field, like a little league baseball field in the back of the property. And they would set this walk up. Um, and it's dark out there, mind you. And it's chilly and all of that. And uh, we would walk around the baseball field. There were trees and other things and lots of places for people to pop out and um, I remember <clears throat> ahead of us, they would take us in groups and, you know, so that nobody got conked in the head, but ahead of us as we're walking, then you see this body, not literally, but a stuffed, you know, figure fall from the tree. And <coughs> anyway, 
we did fun things like that at Halloween. And my mom and dad were super fun too. Like the adults um, that went to my church, they had uh, costume parties. And (laughs) it just came to me. So I'll tell you about my dad. My dad was just obviously, uh, I've shared about him before, but super funny. But my mom too, I mean, they went in, they got, I mean, they were, they, they leaned in to that costume situation. And it was so fun to see them as a little kid dress up and have fun. And my grandma, we all lived, you know, in proximity to one another, close proximity to one another. And she was also active at the church, but there was one year that my grandma went as a mummy and they had, (laughs) (laughs) the one that says I would be strangling right now. Um, They had her wrapped up (laughs) um, and uh, trying to get her (laughs) in the car (laughs) to take her <laughs> trick or treat. No, I'm kidding. To take her to the party. I sound like a smoker, but I really, I just have a little something in there. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> um, and like my mom, I think was a raggedy aunt all that year. And I'm not sure what my dad was, um, because he had many a costume that were vivid. So because they worked with the youth, right? Quote unquote, when they were having this um, uh, adult or whatever family, it it was the parents or the older people party, they would get one of their uh, youth to babysit my brother and I and, you know, that they worked with. And I remember we had this big picture window and um, my my dad, so whoever came to babysit us was um, was there at the house already. And my dad was dressed in a gorilla suit. And uh, he, <laughs> he went in our backyard and started making some interesting noises and stuff. And my mom was there too. My mom was in on it. Um, and it made the gal that was babysitting us like, what's going on? What do you hear back there? And we had, we were on a significant lengthy piece of property. So, um, but he came up and so, you know, you're hearing these noises and even in your mind, you're wondering, and my mom had said that, that my dad's name was Doug, that Doug had to run and get something, you know, he'll be back. So this person was not even thinking, um, that Doug could be up to something. So we had a huge picture window and this person, um, I think her name was Dorothy Smith. Dorothy was seated with her back to the window and my dad came up from the bottom of the window um, and tapped on the window. And when she turned around, here is this gorilla I, you know, I don't know how many shades of pale she turned till she hit pure white um, and screamed. And I mean, it was, of course, this is the thrill of my father's life, right? That he makes her uh, scream like that. Well, so then he thinks 
it really was kind of dangerous because like someone could have pulled a gun on him or whatever in a startled moment. Um, we lived in somewhat of a rural area. And so, uh, he went over and, um, I think I've shared with you before about my neighbor, Mrs. Sandoval, who made really good tortillas and beans and taught me to eat napolitos. Or Napolitas. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> he went over and scared Mrs. Sandoval. And so he was on a streak. But all of this to say that we were Halloween kind of folk. And one year, we lived on a long stretch of property. An interesting property in that it was more narrow than it was... Uh, I mean how do I want to say this? It was long and, and it was a a narrow piece of property compared to its length. It wasn't unusually narrow, but it was a slender, long piece of property. And we had a long drive that went back to our home off of the street. And, uh, when people trick or treated to our home. It was a little bit of a, you know, a a walk down back, but they knew that there was a home back in there. And there was a home also closer to the front of the road, to the, to the, um, uh, curb, if you will, though they didn't have curbs. Um, and that was my grandmother's home. So they see this light and they would make their way down there. Well, my dad, again, really loving to scare people always. He had on a, um, hat like a fedora <clears throat> and sort of a trench coat with a collar up <clears throat> and a um, pantyhose over his head that was super tight and smashed his face down. So when the kids would come to the door and usually they were traveling in packs because no one wants to go down this stretch by themselves, right? In the dark. And no street lights, no nothing like that, okay? <laughs> no anything like that. Um, my dad was there, and he his head was down, and he's talking to them and putting candy in all of their sacks, and they'd kind of scoot in and get a little closer on our front porch, and then he would look up at them, and they would, you know, flee in screaming, dropping their bags headed out up to the street, Um so one year, um, our our place became known for like these sort of questionable events from gorilla sightings um, to a smashed faced man. But one year they decided to ha- make our house a haunted house or, or a Halloween house, I guess, not haunted. And they set up, you know, the old school stuff, right? We had a coffin and a man... Very a young man painted palely and dark over, you know, uh, bluish green under his eyes and blood coming out of his mouth, and then liver on his um, stomach and strobe lights. And um, we had our furniture covered up in these big sheets, which kind of made it creepy anyway. And this friend of ours, his name was Donnie Fritz, kind of a big guy, kind of a bruiser. He was there with a taxi cab hat in case someone needed a ride, but it was that creepy, like, but you, you really won't go home kind of feeling. Um, and they, these are church people, right? Um, and then 
there was a head on a platter on a table um, and with, you know, the hole cut in it. And uh, I think there was some dead person of some sort in the bathtub with dry ice. And, you know, it was experiential and that you could put your hand in the bowl with the peeled grapes. You know some of this stuff. But this is what I know of in my mind about October and about Halloween and the fun that we had around it. So no, so, so it's everyone looks forward to Halloween, you know, back in the day we did anyway. Um, but then there's it's also kind of like waiting for Christmas to get here. And then when it's over, it's like, oh, gosh another year I've got to wait. So even though I'm not a trick-or-treater any longer, and I really don't even do a ton in and around Halloween, there is something I just like to keep the candle burning, as they say, uh, as uh, the day approaches. And, you know, make things festive around here a little bit. I just love, love, love the month of October. So, I uh, drug my feet a little bit in getting this podcast out this week. I've still made it because uh, it's before next Tuesday. Um, It just came out on a Friday. Um, But I wanted to let you know that everything went well in the colonoscopy world. And I had a ball. The doctor came in and talked to me and said, how are you doing? And I said, hey, this is one of the best days I've had in a long time. She said, I don't think I've ever heard that before. (laughs) But I had a ball. I love that drug. I don't know what it is that they give to you. But, you know, you get a chance to see everybody in the room. And they're all kind and talking to you before you go night-night. You go night-night really quickly. And then you come out of it quickly. And there was no side effects, no weirdness. But the good news is... All that pipe work we have going on, you know, that we worry about mine is clean as a whistle. So a good report. So if you are in the age range, which is 45, right? Used to be 50. It's 45. You need to get your colonoscopy. I have um, I have a doctor for you. So give me a jingle. She's amazing. So I wanted to let you know that, and um, I, 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 I have been taking a break from interviewing folks. I am was expecting um, to have the continued conversation with my friend Brian Argo and his wife Karen. Brian, as I mentioned in last week's podcast, uh, was um, really on death's door, not to sound dramatic, but but literally, like moments just hanging there, ready to slip away uh, from COVID last year. Uh, he was in the hospital for 90 days. I did share this, but in case you're, you didn't hear it, and on a ventilator for 45 days and um, still has had some ramifications even a year plus later, but we heard his story at his anniversary day, the day that, or through his wife, it was one year um, to the day that he went into the ER, that we released the episode 
about his story. It is a, it's a miraculous kind of thing. And it's a story of hope and love. And I want them back on. We've had one incident after the other. And we will not relent. So every week, I'm not stocking up on any kind of of interviews because I've just been focused on waiting to get him back and to finish telling his story. Um, but I also am really kind of liking this casual conversation with you. It feels warm to me. I don't know what you feel about it. I don't know. You know, you're not really leaving with any kinds of nuggets of information that might make or improve your life or inspire you, I don't think. But it's a chance to just uh, visit. And if you know anything about me, you know that I love to visit. So I wanted to kind of explain myself on that, that it hasn't been like a plan B necessarily of doing just my conversation with you. I know we had Ask Terry Anything and some um, uh, reports on uh, our uh, our cross country, well, it wasn't really cross country, but our long road trip. And there's been focus to the podcast. It's just been me. And I think that feels really good to me. I don't know if you like it or not. I hope so. They've run a little shorter because there's no sense in listening to me talk for 45 minutes. But um, thank you for uh, hanging with me and waiting a few extra days for this podcast to get released. And um, we will do our very best to get Brian back and then um, hear his story from his perspective. If you are listening and you have a really fun Halloween planned, you must write me and share. You can go to terrysummers.com slash podcast. That's T-E-R-E-Y-S-U-M-M-E-R-S dot com slash podcast. And there's places in there that you can email me for one reason or another, but it doesn't matter. Use any of them that you need to, to get to, and just let me know by saying Halloween. And we'll, I'll share some of your um, cool stories. Or you could just go directly to terrysummers at Gmail. I don't know which one you would remember. Spelled the same way, just at Gmail. It ultimately comes to me anyway. Um, I would love to hear your stories. And if you would like to be my guest on my podcast, we have uh, had one person take me up on it. Some interested folks that when we went to schedule, you know, it proved to be a, a challenge to find schedules. But it's all done through Zoom, wherever you are in the country or the world. I would love to have you as my guest. And then if there's anyone out there that would like to turn the tables on me and interview me on my podcast through Zoom, we'd love to do that too. So reach out to me, same address, terrysummers.com slash podcast. There are multiple opportunities for you to either ask Terry anything or be or fill out uh, some information so that you could be my guest. But um, wouldn't that be fun, huh? To let me interview you. I love 
love learning and meeting new people and learning about new people and having um, the freedom to ask questions. And also you would have the freedom to say you wanted to answer or not answer, but I think it would be um, a total blast. So if that's anything that you would like to do, please reach out to me and have a safe and wonderful end of this month, October 31st, aka Halloween. I love y'all. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.